Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yeah, let's do it, girl. All right. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to Bachelor Blab. I'm Jackie Maroney here with Erin McNaught and... I have a lot to say, and I just feel like so much has happened in the past two days, but wow, 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 is right. I feel like up until about mm, 20 minutes ago, I was so fine and like loving everything, and then about 20, maybe 25 minutes ago, it all, I lost it. I well, lost it all. I'm just questioning like if I'm just questioning everything I knew to be true at this point, because I was a firm believer. I literally gave a presentation to everyone at work saying, I think the final two is going to be Ben and Zach C, but inevitably Tasha's going to pick Ben because he fits better with her lifestyle and Zach C will be heartbroken. And now. I think it was so like, I just think we should jump right into it because this is yeah. obviously the big thing on our minds. And then we can go back over like the other small things, but yeah, I yeah. think what was so hard to watch about it was we as viewers, it's like that thing that happens in romantic comedies when you as a viewer know that the two characters love each other, but they're being stupid idiots and they're not telling each other. And that's exactly what just happened in the episode. But unfortunately, this is not a romantic comedy. I was sitting on my couch screaming at the TV, turn the car around, turn around. Well, that's what I was about to ask you. Do you think he's going to come back? I feel like there's no way he doesn't come back. So in my heart, I want to believe that he comes back because I am still not believing that it's not Ben in the end. Like I thought it was going to be Ben as number one. Yeah. But the way, if that was something that was going to happen, they would tease it in the trailers in some way. They would not let something that dramatic go unteased. I, don't I agree know. I mean, with you. Like logically, I do agree with you. But then on one hand, I'm like, well, yeah, maybe they learned from all the stupid spoilers that they ruined in the past yeah. that they shouldn't do that. No, I... The first stage of grief is denial. So I think that that's where we're in. And, well, and then bargaining that, also. So I think that's where I'm living right now. <laughs> yeah, but like I feel though a little bit relieved because I, you know my feelings on Zach C. And I was just, I was preparing for like the inevitable gut-wrenching heartbreak. And now I'm like, oh, so Zach C wins. Like there's no doubt in my mind that Ivan or Brendan even have a chance. I literally almost fell asleep during their hometowns. I thought it was so boring. Like compared to the chemistry and charisma of Zach C. It's so interesting because as I was watching him closely tonight, he's a very interesting fellow. His mannerisms are very unique. And okay. it's so interesting to hear because his family seems to describe him as a pretty subdued, serious type person. But I feel that the Zach C we've seen has been this kind of animated, over the top. He's pulling her into fountains. He's like, blah, blah, blah. Like he's just, he's kind of like a weirdo, which I love. But it's just the Zaxi that we're seeing is not who his family kind of described. And is that all Tasha? I think so. Yeah. Like, because I then wrap think it so. up. That's a love story, baby. Right. there. I really think given what we know about his past, given what we've seen of his Instagram account, like that man is here for the right reasons. And I really think he's in love. Yes, I think so too. Um, you know, I love B-Money so much, but I really thought he wasn't getting the rose tonight. 
I think he's so sweet. He is going to make some lucky lady so sure, happy yeah. and be a wonderful husband and father. I just don't think that it's Tasha. I just don't think that she has the chemistry with him that she has with Zach or honestly with Ivan. Her and Ivan seem to have this very, I feel like I was sleeping on their relationship a little bit, but they do seem to have this very comfortable, laid back relationship. Yeah, no, they do. So I don't know. I, I thought it was definitely Brendan was not getting the Rose jaw yeah, dropped. I know. With ben. Um, because all he had to do was say to her, I love you. That's all. I'm falling in love with you. That's all he had to do. But also, you know what I did write down at the end of his hometown? This was like right before he, he like didn't say it at the very last second of their hometown date. Um, Ben here, I'm going to find actually in my notes. Cause it, I wrote down the exact wording. Ben said to Tasha, Oh, I got weirdly emotional. And Tasha and Tasha said, that's not weird. Like that's normal. Like you should be getting emotional. Like she didn't say that part. She said, well, that's not weird. End quote. And then I'm paraphrasing to be like, she was like, no, this is an emotional thing. Like you should feel emotional about it. And then I wrote down, Ben isn't ready and needs to do more work on himself. And that's yeah. kind of when I was like, that's okay, what I wrote down. Actually, my, maybe there's hope for my boy, Zach C, but I really still thought Ben was going to be top two because he was the only other one that Tasha said that she was falling in love with. She hasn't yeah. said that about Ivan or Brendan. No, I, that was what I said. It, it's almost painful. The, the whole Ben thing is so painful because this is a guy who has done so much work on himself and has yeah. opened up so much. The problem is that he just is not, if somebody else has to tell you that you're in love with someone, like when I watched that, I was like, this is so sweet, so sweet and so cute. I was going to say cute and sweet at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, made up, make up my own word, like gruel, but anyways, okay. Sorry. I got on a mean girl's tangent. Um, whew, if somebody has to tell you that you're in love, I don't know if I was Tasha. And I only knew what Tasha knew at that point. Her sending him home is completely valid because I think that she has the strongest at this point feelings for him and she was tired of being disappointed by him. Why are you, if, you, if he's just going to hurt you every time he opens his mouth and says nothing, mm-hmm. yeah, send his ass home. Yeah, I agree with that. With a slight disagree in that Part of me was like, well, maybe she's realizing that the two strongest relationships here are Ben and Zach, but she just knows now at this point, like Ben's not ready for this. Like he's not going to get where I need him to be. I am picking Zach. So she sent Ben home now so that the decision is so much more clear and so much easier when she finally has to propose to Zach or get, that like, would be propose to her or whatever. That would be very strategic gameplay. That's not I just a bad said, idea. I do, there's okay. Granted, like I should stop saying these like absolute statements because I love that. I'm not, but I'm like, there's no way in the world that Ivan or Brendan ends up with Tasha at the end of this. I well, we I also bet my firstborn child. You also said there's no way in the world that Ben's not the winner because of all I of his know, musical I know, edits. I know, so. I, know, I know, I know. But I love your absolute statements. I stand by you. That was really hard. It was hard to watch. I just can't even get over how difficult to watch it was. Probably top three most heartbreaking things I've ever seen on this show. That was one of the first times in a quite a long time slash maybe ever. I was genuinely surprised by a rose ceremony. Genuinely surprised. Both me and Dan audibly gasped. It was like out of control. And I will say just in general about this season, if we want to start talking about things from last night and other things from this episode, this is the first season 
that I've actually felt genuinely invested in the well-being of the characters. And by the characters, I mean Tasha. number one. I like genuinely like her and I genuinely feel that she is ready for something like that. Like I also really liked Hannah Brown, but I was like, eh, she's 24. She's young. She's figuring herself out. Like with Tasha, I feel that like a true love is going to happen here. And I really like her as a person and I feel invested. I also feel very invested in Zaxi and less so about the other ones, but when I thought it was between Zaxi and Ben for a while, I was like feeling deep feelings. I'm like, no, I'm going to like be mad if this doesn't go the way I wanted to. And I haven't felt that way about this show literally ever. I think it's like funny by the end. And I'm like, who cares? Right. No, this is definitely the greatest top four we, I have ever mm-hmm. seen. Caitlin Bristow is trying to say that her top four was the last one that was this good. No, I, it would. Nick was in that and he was a jerk then. So no. True, true, true. Yeah. I I truly believe this is like the best top four we've ever seen. They are all wildly well liked by the people mm-hmm. of Bachelor Nation. Like everyone loves them. I saw so many tweets tonight about how like, Tasha, it's okay. You could be the first polygamous bachelorette. We support <laughs> you. Just pick all four. Every time there's been a rose ceremony, I felt nervous. Last night, I felt so nervous because these have been my top four. This was the top four I said weeks ago and I called it and you were like, there's no way that that's going to be the top four because something dramatic is going to happen. So when it came down to Noah and Bennett, and I think who was the, I think Brendan was the last one to go. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was the last one called yesterday. I was hyperventilating. I know. I was so nervous that we were going to have to put up with some BS, but we do not. We just get straight up wonderful men. And I honestly think that goes to show a lot about Tasha's readiness. Like she's not picking like the fucking douchebag that she feels that she needs to convince that like he should love her. Like we, we don't have a Luke from Hannah B's season or anything no. like that. Like Tasha is so confident. And I think that's why we have such amazing guys because she's not, she's just sure of herself. herself. And I think as you get older, you don't put up with, or you lose that like, need to feel validated by the fucking douchebag. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I just love Tisha so much. I know. Very happy with her. Okay. So let's, now that we've talked about the big drums, which I'm sure we'll loop back to again and again, because wow. Wow, Shocking. I know. Um, we have to travel all the way back (laughs) to Monday night, classic bachelorette night. At first I was mad about there being two nights because I mean, not that I'm doing anything else. I'm still quarantined at home. My test was negative though, so. Oh, yay, yay, yay. Hooray, hooray. Uh, But still quarantined at home. So it's not like I had anything else to do, but I just felt really mad at The Bachelor for for requiring me to be on my couch watching TV at a certain time on two nights, which I don't know what this year has done to me. Like the bar is very low for what plans I have on the calendar and having two things on the calendar in one week was like overwhelming. So is anyone I else guess, I mean, it's way? a lot of, it's a lot of show. You know what I mean? The fact that like, yeah, cause it's we four, hours. four hours this week watching. Yeah. Like, I, I can't even watch them. I think three hours is too long for any movie. I don't care how many like Academy Awards it's won. So the fact that I regularly sign up to watch four hours of the bachelor is psychotic. Yes. That is a good point because I can't even, especially lately, but just this year in general, I can't really binge TV. Like I used to be able to binge same. TV. I same, can watch same, same two hour long episodes of something maximum. I already don't watch movies because they're too long. Like I put on the holiday the other night, which is my favorite Christmas movie. I got halfway through and I was like, I can't even sit here anymore. 
I just can't watch TV. Well, we do so Am much. Am I 80 years old? <laughs> no, I think it's in, I felt the same way in quarantine too. And we just do so much on not our own terms, like sitting inside that like, to me, once the weekend rolls around, like it's not a luxury to be able to sit inside and like watch the shows that I want to watch. And if I had been going to work and had a busy week, that would be like something to look forward to. And now it's just not, I already spend so much time sitting and looking at screens. That's like the last thing I want to do. Yeah. All I want to do these days is just read because yeah, obviously that it's cold outside, me. but I just, yeah, like I can sit and read for four hours and feel fine. But trying yeah, to watch reading TV. is different, I think, from well, screens. Yeah. Okay, so back in time, a long okay, time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there was Monday night. There was Monday night, and we start off. Um, oh, why am I doing a recap? You I just started recap. holding. I mean, I started I holding know. the microphone like <laughs> I'm like. No, I'm I a love that you are taking shows. charge of this episode. I am addicted to it. I haven't had human contact in so long. Oh. Then go off, like forget how to be a person. Lead the episode, please, with all. Okay, so um, we go all the way. We travel back to Monday night at eight eight o'clock, um, eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and mm-hmm. we happen upon a reiki ceremony with Blake Moines, and all um, of us say to ourselves in our head, "He's still here." What did you think? Um, I thought. His one-on-one was incredibly boring and I was just waiting for him to get sent home. Like we had said the week before, I'm like, oh, he, again, there was no doubt in my mind that he was getting a hometown date. But I was actually shocked at how upset Keisha was in sending him home. Sorry, it's like taking me a minute to like remember everything that happened. That just surprised me. I really had never seen them show any deeper connection. And not only that, because I think sometimes people can get swept up in the moment and like she was just crying a lot maybe because he was really upset or she just felt bad. But then went in the mental all later on, there was still some like deep emotion there from both of them. I was like, oh, this was like a real relationship. Why didn't we see any of it? But um, overall, I didn't care. I didn't care either, but okay. So I have a theory about this because I refuse to believe that (laughs) there really was that strong of a connection there. Not that I think Blake is a bad guy. I just don't I we didn't see any any moments between the two of them that seemed anywhere near any of her other relationships so my theory is that on her date with Blake Moines not only did she find clarity because she talked about how she found clarity but and she seemed really upset and I think not only did she realize yeah yeah I'm gonna send him home but I think that on that date is when she figured out that she wanted to send Riley home and that clearly broke her. Yeah. I think her upsetness as Blake was leaving was not about Blake at all, but about that she knew she had to go inside and send Riley home. And I also wonder, and that was yeah. when it hit her, oh my God, I'm going to have to break all these people's hearts. I think that's a very, very good analysis. And I agree with that. Because there's no way it was about Blake Moines. No, Sorry, it wasn't. Blake. The Riley thing really broke me. And yeah, that was rough. I, on one hand, I kind of understood why she did that before the rose ceremony. Cause I think she just didn't want to give him any more hope. Cause I think she kind of sensed how upset he would be. That was really all I had for that part. And then it really gets into the men tell all the only other hot take that I had was we've been back and forth about Bennett quite a few times, mm-hmm. but I think yeah. he kind of hit his nail in his coffin when he said, he talks about how he came back 
and I think it was in an interview, and he says, I was going to be written, I realized I was going to be written off as this Harvard D-bag. I think he only came back to save face. Mm. We've talked about how he is playing this game very well. He understands how to use the publicity and the Instagram and play the character, and his narrative, he realized his narrative was not going to be written the way that he wanted it to be. I think that's why he came back. Yeah. I, but I also think, like, are we giving him too much credit in the sense that, like, just the fact that we can figure out that he is so deeply trying to craft a narrative means he's, like, not that good of crafting the narrative because doesn't he want his narrative to be – I'm not really sure. I feel like he was trying to go for a JPJ, but, like, caricature but not too caricature hence why he did go back with Tasha. Like, I think he wanted to have some sort of relationship that like went down in the books there. I, I, it was messy. I, I feel like there were, I mean, we've gone back and forth about this. There it's, I can't really tell what he wants us to think about him. I think he wants us to think that he's a good guy. That's fair. I think he's fine. I think he's an okay fellow and very funny to watch on TV. Yeah. I mean, he's a character. Yeah. I'm just like, I think by the end of it, I was just so over it. I think in the beginning it was like a funny thing and it was so overdone. And then by the men tell all, it's just like, at some point in this show, like the characters are fun, but at the end of the day, we've talked about this in the past. Like I, like the vulnerability is great. And like actually getting to know these people and root for them is what I like. And it just went too far. Like Bennett was like a, should have been like a week four elimination. The fact that like, we're still in the depths talking about him. Like it, doesn't matter. I don't, I don't care. You know what I mean? I don't care, but I'm not mad at him. There are some people who seem to really hate him. I absolutely don't. He was funny to watch. Mm -hmm. In general though, for the men tell all, I, I mean, I like, I hate it. I hate the women tell all. I hate the men tell all. It is so much like unnecessary yelling about fabricated drama that like doesn't even mean anything. In my opinion, it's like a colossal waste of time except for the whole Yosef thing, which was wild. That was a colossal waste of time, even more so. Because get that man off my television. I never want to see him in paradise. Yeah. I never want to see him on TV. I don't want to see him get a brand deal. I will not even he say He won't. He won't. I don't think he will. Scum. Worst person I've ever seen on the show, worse than Juan Pablo. Absolute scum. Yeah, to no, sit I, there I, and say that you would hope somebody would speak to your daughter that way, you would hope somebody would speak to your daughter that way, you are disgusting. Yeah, no, that was really bad. I do think though, like we're never going to see him in paradise. Like I, I really do think that this is Those the producers, I don't trust them. Cause I know. even Chris Harrison was like, dude, like, no. So I would hope that the producers would have the sense to not subject any more women to that nonsense. Yeah. But th- we, as we have said time and time again, they're here for the views. So if they think it's going to make good TV, I could totally see them bringing him back. And that's why I'm like, I don't even want to I don't even want to talk about him because that's fair. But if you wanted to talk about him, I understand. No, I don't really have much else to say other than I think bringing him onto paradise puts people in like a legitimately dangerous situation. He's like that toxic of a person. Um, 100%. All right. We can move on. Enough is enough. Goodbye forever. Um, But other than that, there wasn't really anything. It was all them just kind of yelling at each other. My big takeaway from the men tell all was I'm not really about that color scheme that they had going on in that room. In the The background kind of? The emerald green and red kind of orangey thing. It just felt wrong for The Bachelor. 
I need to see yeah. reds and purples for this show. Green just, where's the green? I love emerald green, but it just did not feel right. Yeah, that's not the typical palette one would expect to see. I don't know if they were trying to make it more exciting because there's literally no audience. Or I thought it was awkward too because so much of these shows is for like to get the audience to cheer for you and like get like a, a soundbite moment for your 10 seconds of fame. And without the audience there, it was really rough. I did my own booze. I supplied my own booze good, because good, I good. was missing them so much because that's what I live for is who gets the loudest applause who gets the boo? That's what's fun. So that I did enjoy. Yeah. For some reason, the color scheme was what I was fixated on for the first probably 10 minutes of it, which goes to show how little I cared and how boring it was. I know. I, I mean, like, I, I can't even keep talking about it. Cause I'm like, I don't care. I don't like any of those people. It was interesting how many people were missing. Yeah. I wanted them to acknowledge it. Like totally understand worldwide pandemic. You can't come back and quarantine again for two weeks to film it. It felt very awkward to me. All the Ed talking shit on Chasen and Chasen's not even there to defend himself. Yeah, but like other than Chasen, and honestly, I thought it was pretty fucked up that they didn't acknowledge like Claire and Dale. Like they were also, like it's also Claire season, low key kind of. She um, tweeted, did you see her tweet? I saw that she did tweet, but I didn't see what the tweet actually was. She tweeted something along the lines of, if they were going to talk about me, I really would have appreciated the opportunity to be there and defend myself. It's not, a, it's it, like her sentiment was, it's really not cool that they're spending so much time talking about me and I wasn't even invited or allowed the privilege to be there to talk. And yeah, myself that's, that's incredibly fucked up in my opinion. Like, I don't, why do they hate Claire so much? Like, you yeah. know what? She still brought in like amazing, she, she had a great season. She had, it was crazy. And there was um, a lot of talk about it. You got what, what you wanted. Like, there was amazing ratings. Like, she didn't do anything. I don't get and, it. And in the end, because of her honesty, they got a way better season. Yeah. Could you imagine if it had just been the Clarendale season and we had to watch this be dragged on? No, it would be terrible. And yeah. Taisha is such an amazing bachelorette. Like, people genuinely love watching her. And it's just like, yes. everything worked out. I don't, I don't get it. Claire should have been invited for sure, especially if they were going to bring what's-his-face on. Claire should have been able to be there. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because he left I know, it's like fucked up that, that even what's-his-face gets the invite and Claire does not. It's like, it, if anything, it should be opposite. Exactly. All right, but moving on from the mental all, do-do-do-do, hometowns. So tonight we sat down to watch hometowns of the best top four we've ever seen. From the beginning, I was stressing out about how she would make a decision. And then we find out, because remember we've been saying, how are they going to do hometowns? Mm -hmm. And they just brought all the families there, which makes sense. But also, obviously, I want to know all the details about the families quarantining. I want to know what their jobs are that allowed them to leave and go quarantine for two oh weeks. God. I want to know if the if Noah and Bennett's families had to come and quarantine because two weeks is a yeah, long no, time. That's I was wondering that too. Um, but they did say like so like Ben's family like his dad's a doctor or something, so he wasn't able to come. So I think they re it was re very much like scraping bottom of the barrel kind of with some of these families. Like not it was bottom of the barrel, come. but like it was who could even come. Yeah. 
But I want to know, like, what did they eat? Where, did they get room service every day? What kind of activities were they provided with? Were they allowed to use the pool? Did they all interact with each other? Yeah. I need to know all the details about that. So if one of them could let me know, that would be great. Tweet at Chris Harrison. See if he's uh, given any details. You know what I mean? It's just such a unique situation. We've never seen that before. Yeah, no, I – like now that you say it, I agree. And I'm like, oh yeah, like that would have been cool to know, but that's something I never would have. Like, I honestly didn't even think about that until you brought it up. I'm just nosy. <laughs> There's been and a also lot of I'm- quarantining around. Everyone's lonely. <laughs> and I'm watching going, wow, that kind of might've been a nice place to quarantine, especially if you could have used the lovely yeah. amenities, free vacation. True. You know? The other thing I just want to comment upon, why did it take me 10, 11 episodes to realize how hot it is in Palm Springs? Yeah, I know. This was the first time that the <laughs> everyone was sweating. Um, I felt so bad for them. I know. like, But also, like, come on, guys. Turn on the AC. Like, why? Even inside, everyone was sweating. And that was really uncalled for. As a sweaty face person, sometimes the inside doesn't even help you. Once you're sweating, that's it. Yeah, done I, I feel like literally everyone was suffering though. Somehow, except for like everyone except for Tasha was profusely sweating, and Tasha was just like glowing and perfect the entire time. I wonder if that's because she has a makeup team that's constantly probably blabbing, dabbing her face in between every take. That's probably true as well. I'm gonna let myself believe that nobody could possibly sweat that little because it makes me feel better. I think about that's myself fair, though. Um, All right, one- so what did you think? Well, so one, my biggest takeaway going back to Zach C is that did I mishear this or not that Tasha is planning to move to New York? Regardless? That's what she told him. That's, that's what, what she, she said to him. That's what she told him. When that was said, at first yeah. I was like, that was even before the whole Ben thing. And I was like, oh, wait, maybe actually. Um, I thought of you so immediately. Me, yeah. Well, because that was my whole argument for yep. Ben was the whole California thing. And if Tasha has. I'm kind of surprised by it. Like, I don't see Tasha as a New York girl. And for what she has been doing in the past, it doesn't really seem like the place, which is not to say she can do something else. Like, and if she wants to live in New York, like, come live in New York. That's amazing. But um, I was surprised to hear that. And I wonder if it, how true it is or if she was just kind of like yesing him at the time or if that's like a real thing. I was also wondering, Zach, since when do you live in New York City? Because you have New Jersey as your hometown. And here I am thinking we're going to get a small town Jersey moment of a hometown. And he's like, no, New York City. I was like, what do, what do you mean? I know. Well, that's I was, what I was thinking. Like, if you were to go on the show, where would you put your hometown? I would use Morristown because it's at least slightly more exciting than Branchburg. Well, okay. Two, actually two questions for you. One, where would you have them say you're from at the bottom of your name? And then second question is where would you have your hometown? Cause those can be two different answers. I might allow Branchburg to be where I'm from just cause to give Branchburg a name, you know, like yeah. we, gotta we drag need to it put up. it on the map. We're in a competition. Otherwise that so. Branchburg podcast will absolutely outshine us. So because of the competition, I would put Branchburg as my hometown, but I don't, I, I, I think I live c- close enough to my parents' house at this point that I could do my daytime date in Morristown, like do something cute and yeah. then drive home to my parents' house and do the home date there. What about you? Well, so, well, that's what I was explaining to Dan. Cause he was like, so confused how like Zach could say he's from New Jersey and then do his hometown in New York. I'm like, well, I would say I was from 
New Jersey. Regard well, if I was living in LA at the time, I would say I'm from New Jersey. Like I don't think I would put LA even on my where I live thing. But maybe if I was living in New York, I'd put New York where I live, but then still do my hometown in New Jersey. Obviously, neither of those places would be good for a hometown. Um, I didn't grow up there and my family's not there and that would be stupid. Um, right. Because you have to be at least on a normal hometown near your family. Yeah. And I think it would be just too confusing if then I put like, I'm from LA. New York to New Jersey, I feel like at least makes more sense. People will get it. But even if I had been living in LA for the past couple of years, I don't think I would put it. So that's, that's my tea. It's just so stressful. Okay. So I wrote down a few things during Zach's New York City date because mm-hmm. I was thinking of you, obviously, immediately. Okay. Um, Jackie, have you seen him in Central Park? He said he goes there all the time. So do you. I do go there all the time. Um, I and I have not seen him yet. Um, so no, that is my because final answer. I was kind of thinking that he was maybe lying about that because you've never seen him there. Correct. And, and in I my mind, very you're there every day. In my, <laughs> in my mind, your life is, you, you are working at some point in the day, but you go and take long walks in Central Park and then you come home and you cook a steak and pour yourself a glass of red wine. And that's the life of Jackie Maroney. That's very accurate. Especially, <laughs> I literally had a steak for dinner tonight and it wasn't red wine because I, it got too late and I couldn't run out to the store. So I made a dirty martini instead. Oh, um, love that. For you. But yeah, actually I was doing a lot of long walks in Central Park in the beginning of quarantine. And then I remember, I to, well, I got to a point where I feel like I've seen literally every single crevice of that park and it got boring. So I needed to expand around the Upper East Side, Upper West Side. I'd walk downtown. I just like, had to go more places, but I should get back on my park grind. It's a nice place. Yeah. And go look out for Zach C there because apparently he goes there often. Yeah. And then how did you feel about um, specifically the bagels, because they looked dis- as a person from New Jersey, they looked disgusting. And I know I that also, they're in California. So I also felt that they looked disgusting slash. I feel, did, did Tasha have a blueberry bagel or blueberry cream cheese? I think she put blueberries on the bagel, which I will now try. That sounds good. No, I was going to say, I think that's very disgusting. And <laughs> I, like, I don't even like blueberry cream cheese. I don't like blueberry bagels. I don't like fruity bagels. I do like like scallion cream cheese or veggie cream cheese, but um, like blueberry cream cheese sounds disgusting to me. See, I don't mind a strawberry cream cheese moment. So I feel like I could get on board with cream cheese and blueberry. Like I feel like I could, I could get down with that, but on a real actual bagel, not something that the bagels that they were eating didn't even have really holes in them. I was just horrified. I mean, I wouldn't, them. yeah. I w- good point that they're in Palm Springs. I would not expect them to be able to find a decent bagel. In um, with all the money that they saved on flying uh, the entire That's crew true. out to each of their hometowns, they could have shipped in some bagels and some pizza to accurately sure. represent. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. They saved so much money this season. Yeah, they did. Or not if they had to like pay for all those people to quarantine actually. So maybe not. We'd like to see the budget, please. I don't really have that much more to say. Like, honestly, I don't have any opinions on Brendan or Ivan's hometown dates. I thought they were fine. It's nice to see their families. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm very, I, I, like, is it just me or were their hometown dates boring compared to the chemistry of Zaxi's and then like all the drama that went on with Ben's about, oh, I love her. I don't love her. Blah, blah, blah. What I struggled with with Brendan's, it was so sweet that he invited his uh, niece. Obviously, oh yeah, that was a nice moment. Obviously, he's very, very close with his niece, 
I mean, if you follow him on Instagram, he's always posting videos and pictures of people's, I don't know where he finds all these babies, but he's constantly with babies and children. The man loves children. I was watching, I was like, of course, if I would have picked, I would have picked him. I would have ended up on the date with the kid. But that's why, that's where I thought maybe he shot himself in the foot a little bit because here you have this opportunity to spend a few hours uninterrupted with Tasha, essentially another one-on-one, and mm-hmm. you chose to invite a child along. And I think that on the one hand, that was great because she sees you as a dad and sees how good you are with her and got to bond with your family. And clearly that's a priority for you. But did he lose out on having some good chemistry kind of moments with her? Like he wasn't going to have a fountain moment with his niece on the date with them. Yeah, I see your point. I think though, like clearly, like I think it was something that needed to happen though, because his niece is clearly incredibly important to him. And if some people are good with kids and some people really aren't. Like, I think if I was on a date with someone and they were like, hi, here's my niece, let's play games with them. I don't know if I would truly be my best self. And they'd be like, excuse me, ma'am. I don't know if I want you to ever be the mother of my children one day. So I think if that's something that's important to you, which for Brendan, it clearly is, having that interaction and seeing how Tasha is with his niece is important to him, you know? No, that thought did not occur to me one bit because I'm amazing with children. So I like I would have crushed it. Yeah, you would have. <laughs> like, put, put me in that situation, and I'm like, I got this girl all day. We're going to have so much fun. Stick me with yeah. anybody's mom or dad, or take me on the date with Ivan and expect me to prep vegetables. No, sorry, Bob. I'm not eating that. I'm not cooking that. Oh, I forgot I about stressed. Speaking of Ivan's thing, where, where was it his niece that then ended up on the Zoom or something? Some ch- yes. some other child showed up. I thought that that was Stormy Kylie Jenner's kid. It looks just like her, <laughs> and I am obsessed with Stormy. <laughs> Could Sorry, you imagine I the just, crossover? It would be so amazing. I follow so many Stormy Instagram like fan accounts of like finding Snapchats that Kylie posts of Stormy and like compiles them into an Instagram account. What a strange that addiction. girl is is doing big things. She is next level. Wow. She's a baby. She's well, she's like three or four now. So she like and you she's just like very vocal. She's very smart. Go off, Stormy. Okay, but no, that was not <laughs> Do a deep dive um, into Stormy and tell me she's not like the cutest kid you've ever seen in your life. Anyway, I said I'm what I said. Be mad I, don't, at her. I don't take it back. I'm don't just like I'm just gonna be mad at her. She's just so spoiled. Like I'm sure she's lovely, but she's also extremely spoiled. So she doesn't need any more attention. She's got enough. Tea. That's well, my tea. <laughs> I honestly don't know if I would crush a date with a child. That's so funny because it didn't occur to me that it really depends on the child. I think for me personally, I'm not like a freaking witch. Like I like some kids. <laughs> You're like, I'd but... like to just <laughs> clarify. But I th- like I don't have patience for like kids I don't really like. And that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I know it's okay, Erin. I am very comfortable with this fact about myself. I don't have patience for kids I don't like either. I'm just better at hiding it because that's my job. Yeah, that's probably true. You just have to pretend. Anyways, moving on from the children conversation. I don't know anything else from this episode. I thought it was really a beautiful moment to see Ivan's brother come onto the show. What was the, do we know the backstory of that? Because it seemed, it was obviously a very dramatic moment, but I didn't know if there was like something we should know about him. Well, that he was in prison. Oh, see, yeah, I forgot. I did not get that. Okay. That was, that was Ivan's big conversation with Tasha. That was like a big deal in that episode because he talked a lot about his brother's experience in prison with, um, the prison guards treating him really poorly and 
oh. abusing him. And he talked about how he was, he was like a father to his niece because mm-hmm. his niece was born when his brother was in prison. He was in prison for several years. Wow. Obviously, we saw his teardrop tattoos. So it's just – it was very interesting to see the two of them side by side because they're just so different. I would never yeah. pick them out as being related. But I they have just such a diverse family, which is cool to see, and all these different experiences that they've had as a family. They're very yeah, open about it. That's cool. I Yeah, I totally missed the whole backstory of that. Um, hence why I – because I literally fall asleep every single time I'm on the screen, but <laughs> – I know he's such a sweetie too I'm picking on him a lot like he he does not deserve this it's okay I think he'll forgive you he seems like the type that would forgive you totally um all right should we wrap this up with a rose and thorn and call it a day I think we shall okay do you want to go first no because I haven't decided yet hold on let me think okay I have a rose but I don't have a thorn can I say the rose first without saying the thorn yet you may yes I will allow it Okay. Rose goes to Tasha's teeth because, well, first off, she has amazing teeth and a beautiful smile, but specifically because I've seen this on several occasions now that Tasha, when she is drinking wine, sometimes she's drinking like what looks like a vodka soda type thing. I see her drinking that a lot, but sometimes she's obviously drinking wine. It's more often than not red wine, which I think is such a bold choice for television. Like I love red wine, but I don't think I would choose red wine if I knew I was going to be on TV. And she drinks red wine on TV and her teeth are still perfectly white. So, wow. Great observation. Rose goes out to you, TT, Tasha's teeth. Tasha's teeth. I love that. Do you, have you thought of a thorn or you still have to think of one? No, I still need to think of one. Okay, I have to think of a thorn too. But my rose, I actually am going to be giving – okay, you know what? I'm just going to be giving one rose. I wanted to give a rose to Antonia Ben's family friend because I really liked her. I loved her energy. I loved the way that she spoke to him, but obviously that didn't work out well. And I just, I'm too heartbroken to give her the rose now. So instead my rose will be going to um, whoever on the production staff had to run around and make all the props for this episode. As former theater kids, we know the life of rushing around to make set pieces. I can picture them building that taxi. Like I can imagine the paint and that I, I just can see myself there. So shout out to those people who made all those props. That's a really good one. I like that. And was thinking the same thing, obviously, as a, as a theater gal. My, and honestly, okay, I, we didn't really say this, but I really think given the circumstances, they made hometowns like kind of cute. Oh, definitely. I couldn't like they're all very specific and thoughtful. Yeah. I liked it. I didn't have a problem with it at all. Yeah, it was fun. Um, okay. And then my thorn is going to Ben's producer because it is so obvious to us, the viewer, that he has said several times that he does love Tasha. Clearly, the reason why he was sent home was due to a miscommunication between him and Tasha, and the fact that he's clearly like sitting in a room for hours upon hours talking to his producer for these interviews, saying that he literally loves her. And for the producer to not put him in a position where he can say that, I think is like pretty fucked up. I would like to piggyback off of your thorn and give my thorn to whoever hurt Ben. Whatever evil woman broke that man, you get my thorn because 
Yeah, it was like eerie to see how little emotion he was showing, knowing he cares so much. I was like, I did not know that people really could bury it in like that. Like, wow. So Realization I was, for me. I was looking on, yes. So watching that, you, it's like we watched his walls just go like build back up. But then I was, I was looking through Twitter. Some people were actually coming at Tasha for being upset that he didn't show any emotion, which I think is wrong because I think it's perfectly valid of her to want him to show emotion because they're saying that it's a trauma response. It's like a freeze trauma response. It's disassociation. That's how that's his trauma response, which is totally mm-hmm. valid and fine, but it's also totally invalid and fine that Tasha, who said to him, I'm falling in love with you, is upset that his reaction to being broken up with is, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, both of those things can be true. It can be a trauma response and Tasha can always, can also be hurt that that is his trauma <laughs> response. Like, you know, you're getting into a relationship with an entire person and like everyone has their shit and the way they react in certain situations. Right. And if you're learning that under intense emotional situations, this person puts their walls back up, that's really, that's going to bring a lot of challenges in the future. Yes. And I think she has every right to say, you know, I don't want to, I can't take on being this man's therapist for the rest of my life. He's not, Yeah, he can't quite do it on his own. I can't keep doing it for him, but it is truly heartbreaking just to watch because I just wonder so much about Ben and his life and being an army veteran and how that has impacted him. And his sister alluded to him having relationships that have hurt him before, hence my thorn. So I just feel like there's so much to Ben. I'd read his book. Give him his own show. Give Ben a show. There's so much there that we need to learn about Ben. Give him a show. See, it's so funny because like, I like Ben, but I feel like some people feel so deeply about Ben And I don't feel as strongly about him. Like, I do, I don't know. I just think it's just been so amazing to watch this, what you would expect would be this very stereotypical jock army guy be so sensitive and vulnerable and open about how broken he is and how broken he's been and how he's working on himself. I mean, we don't hear men really do that. And we especially don't hear men with Ben's background and Ben's look and body type and overall demeanor do that. So I feel like that's the phenomena that we're seeing right now. People are like, oh my goodness, is this even possible? Yeah. And to be so vulnerable in some ways and so absolutely not vulnerable in and others is very fascinating as well. He's showing really the human experience of how difficult it is be it is to truly be vulnerable. You can tell your story and that is a really hard thing to do and still not be totally okay with your story and it's yeah. so much more complicated and harder than it seems. I don't know. I just think it's he's been such an interesting person to watch and he was not my favorite from the beginning by far, like I, like, I liked him just fine. I just feel like over the last couple episodes, I've really kind of, I'm fascinated by him. And I think he's going to not rise to Tyler C status. I don't think we'll see that ever again in our lives, but no, Tyler C is one of a kind. I don't, right. I don't, I do think that Ben is going to be one that is talked about for a very long time. Yeah. I, I hope he grows. I hope we see him in paradise and, and maybe he can finally, um, open himself up and actually find a, a relationship because he is in uh, in so many other ways an amazing guy and would be 
would make a girl very happy and like could be a great boyfriend. He just, he, like I wrote in my notes, he just needs to do the more work clearly. Absolutely. <sighs> Alrighty. Well, what a journey it's been. <laughs> it has been quite the journey. It has been several hours of only one episode consumed. for you and me left. Only one pod left. I know. I was thinking that when we meet again, we will know who Tasha ends up with. <gasps> Well, I already know it's Zach C. Just kidding. Well, I feel like I do. Like, I didn't read any spoilers, guys, but that's just truly in my heart of hearts what I believe. You can choose to listen to me or not choose to listen to me because my track record is a little shaky. Well, it used to not be, but now it is. Yeah. So. But yeah. Well, so what? One day more. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, this has been really fun. and I feel like we had a good a good stride with our pod this season. I feel like we really came leaps and bounds in our, I don't know, like rapport. And I appreciate you guys for tuning in every single week. I don't know. Do you have anything else to say? I'm like, should I say, I don't know. No, we can say happy holidays next week. Well, happy Hanukkah actually, because that's already started. Amazing. Happy Hanukkah. That's my message. Yay. All right. So follow us on Instagram (laughs) at bachelor blah. Follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore. We'll see you guys next week for the grand finale and bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.